Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Let's Partner, a podcast brought to you from the National Association for Professional Development Schools. Today, we are so excited because we have some wonderful guest um, speakers today to talk about their case and how they have been enacting the third essential, which is ongoing and reciprocal professional learning. Uh, this case is part of a book that Dr. Eva Garrett and I have um, co-edited called uh, Clinically Based Teacher Education in Action, Cases from Professional Development Schools. I am Dr. Rebecca West Burns. I'm the Bill Harold Endowed Professor and the Director of Clinical Practice and Educational Partnerships at the University of North Florida. And I am President-Elect for the National Association for Professional Development Schools. We're gonna take a moment and have each of our presenters introduce themselves. Dr. Guerin, will you start us off? Hi everyone, so excited to be here today to talk about Essential 3. I'm Dr. Eva Guerin from Bowie State University in Maryland, and I'm also the co-editor of PDS Partners. Hello everyone, um, my name is uh, Tracy Rock. I'm a professor in the Department of Reading Elementary Education at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. I'm really excited um, to share with you about um, the Shady Brook Professional Development School um, that I've been uh, engaged with and partnered with um, for almost uh, more than 12 to 15 years at this point. Rachel Zayans, I was fortunate enough to be the principal at Shady Brook from 2006 to when I retired in 2014. And um, I'm currently working at Gardner-Webb University as an instructor for a master's of educational leadership and supervision and uh, administrative licensure. Hi everyone, I'm Melissa Little. I was a fourth grade teacher at Shady Brook elementary and have worked very closely with Dr. Rock and Dr. Polly and Dr. Zayans with our professional development school for the last, since about 2007. I'm Drew Polly. I work at UNC Charlotte in the Department of Reading and Elementary Education and I was part of the PDS School University Partnership at Shady Brook. Well thanks to you all. We are so excited that you're here today. Um, so the book that Eva and I were that we co-edited again, um, clinically based teacher education in action cases from professional development schools, takes the original nine essentials, and we asked authors to submit specific cases for each one of the nine essentials. And our intention was that readers could get um, a sense of how people across the world are implementing the nine essentials for professional development schools. Today, we're gonna to focus on Essential 3, and I'm gonna pass the baton over to Eva to tell us about Essential 3 and some of the revisions now that the second edition of the nine essentials were just released um, this past year. Eva? So Essential 3 is near and dear to our hearts, that's for sure. It's about professional development, and that's such an important part of PDS relationships. So the first edition, or as we call the original nine essentials, uh, use the terminology providing ongoing and reciprocal continuous engaged community of learners for professional development. And the second edition uh, uses a little bit of a different language, calling it professional learning and leading. And that leading is an important aspect of the new Essential 3. Essential 3 in the second edition talks about collaboration, 
what are you going to collaborate on? And how are you going to collaborate? So that partners work together to come up with the professional development agenda and talk about how it is going to be held, disseminated, or recorded. The other important word, and actually um, both of essential threes is the word continuous. So we're getting away from that one shot uh, professional development meeting and, and looking at continuous collaborative professional development that is now focused in the new essential three on leadership skills. And an, another important aspect is responsible leadership. So throughout the new essentials, there is attention to equity and social justice. Thanks, Eva. So um, the next part is time to get to our speakers. So what we're going to do now is ask them to just share with us a little bit about their professional development school, um, a brief history on how it came to be, and some things that make their um, PDS unique. So, all right, all tell us about your PDS. We want to hear about it. Again, thank you for having us today to be able to share our story um, at Shady Brook um, Professional Development School. So. Um, with, uh, with, with thinking about this notion of characteristics that make us unique, um, our PDS has definitely been ongoing. Um, we have been um, doing this work for over 12 years um, at Shady Brook. Um, over time, it's evolved and changed. Um, but one of the things that makes us unique is that it's a, there's a long-term commitment to this ongoing um, professional development of everyone that's been um, involved and engaged uh, in the work. One of the things also I think it makes um, our PDS work um, unique is that it's been very innovative. So from the beginning with all of the things that we um, kind of articulate through the case of the different efforts that we've done throughout the years um, related to professional development, um, we have always kind of tried to engage in very innovative ways. So initially, as we got started, um, we were looking at, you know, kind of how to approach professional development with our teachers that was um, you know, innovative in the sense of how do we approach it and what methods do we use? And it started out very much around inquiry models of teacher professional development. So some of the first things that we did with teachers were book studies, right? And then we also did um, uh, opportunities for lesson study where we engaged um, our teachers and actually looking at their practice and looking at data and thinking about, you know, how do we study our practice through action research and lesson study. And so we took this very um, teacher centered kind of ownership approach to how do we do better what we do in our classes. Of course, that was always very collaborative in nature. Um, and what I think was also unique is that I was involved from the beginning. Um, some of my research interests were inquiry models of teacher development and also um, social studies and literacy. Um, but as the, as the partnership grew and changed and as the needs changed, of the teachers, of the school, of the leadership. We were always very much collaborative and having annual meetings to talk about, well, what, what are the needs currently and how do we facilitate that? So as a university person coming in, um, sharing my expertise, sharing, sharing my um, um, 
you know, ways of engaging them in different types and approaches to um, professional development, that um, came, there came time where we needed to bring in other people with different expertise. So over time, we were able to collaborate and both within the partnership, um, within the university, we brought in multiple different faculty to work with and then to engage um, the teachers as they posed their questions, as they posed their studies of their own practice. Um, so that was kind of unique um, that um, we grew and changed based on the needs of, of the group, of, of Shady Brook and, and the school itself. Um, so those are kind of some of the characteristics I was thinking about. Um, Dr. Zayons was our principal when we first initiated our work and she and I collaborated a lot and we put together a leadership team. And this leadership team was made up of not only the university liaison, myself and other faculty that were engaged, but we also had the administration, the curriculum coordinators and a teacher from each of the, the grade levels to come in to figure out what were the needs, what were the areas that they wanted to work on. So Dr. Zions, what were some other characteristics of our PDS uh, that you that come to your mind that make it unique? I think um, for me, it was um, as a leader, having the attitude. Um, I, I used to say in, in interviews and to the staff, if you want to be the best teacher, you might not be happy here because if there's something you do well, I expect you to teach everybody how to do that. If there's some success you have in your classroom, I expect you to share that. And so I think that was unique by modeling that. Um, before long, we included our student teachers and from the university in everything. They went to school improvement team. They went to planning and they not only went, they participated. And so the first exciting thing for me was when teachers in planning started saying, oh, to her student teacher, please, can you tell them about your lesson the other day? Because it was so good, you know, and the students were really engaged. So, um, so I think that's probably the unique part of ours. And everybody from central office on down, everybody knew our student teachers and the students that are, were in our school doing clinicals because we just meshed. We were all one. We are very excited to hear about your case, how it's an example of Essential 3, and how you came about to plan the professional development. So as I mentioned before, um, we wanted, um, you know, to really engage the teachers in thinking about, you know, what, what are the needs uh, of, of your professional development? One thing I would offer um, about this case that you can see um, throughout our presentation of all the multifaceted across the years, different ways that we engage teachers. Um, one of the things that, um, I, you know, I think was so um, apparent in, in our work was that collaboration and that the sense of the need. So early on in our work with Shady Brook, literacy was um, targeted as a real need for the students and for the teachers' own professional development skill and skills um, in teaching literacy um, across the grade levels. And so a lot of our early 
work with them um, began focusing in on that area. So we uh, did, like I said, books, we did book talks, we did lesson studies around literacy. And um, we also tried to find, you know, some innovative ways to meet all of our needs. So as a teacher educator, one of my needs was I wanted to have engaged, embedded experience for teacher candidates, right? And so we wanted to use this partnership as a way to do that. As I worked with Dr. Zions, we one year were talking about, you know, what was going on at the school and what were they already engaged in? Because one of the, you know, things that uh, is so important as we come in from the university is to determine what are the needs, but also what, you know, what already ongoing kinds of professional development is happening so that the teachers can engage without feeling overwhelmed that this is another add-on of what we're doing with the, the PDS work. And so, you know, she, Dr. Zion shared with me, you know, we've got some great things going on with our um, talent development groups. We've got some great things um, after school clubs set up to really um, provide enrichment for our students that are below grade level, but we don't have anything going on with our students um, that are at grade level. And so um, we sat down and brainstormed and we came up with a plan to actually teach our social studies methods and our literacy, our reading methods course on site with the opportunity that they could then interact and work and lead our teacher canvas, lead these after school clubs with the, um, the, the elementary school learners that were part of that. So Rachel not only collaborated with us, but she collaborated with the local church to get uh, funding for snacks and for transportation. We worked brought in community partners to help with all of these kinds of things. And our teacher candidates not only got to have their coursework, but they got to do it in a school where they were constantly integrated into the school and working and applying what they were learning with their uh, with real elementary school learners, right? So we did units of study. We did service learning pedagogy um, where the, they taught them, um, you know, to read about people who made a difference. Um, in the after school club, and they got to do research and read nonfiction and fiction and build um, all kinds of activities around increasing their literacy skills. And then we got to do service learning by asking them how are they were going to be people who make a difference. And our teacher candidates actually led small groups um, in service learning projects that the students designed and carried out. Um, and so that was just one of the years um, where it was really reciprocal. It was ongoing. It was it, we lasted for over two years. We got four semesters of teacher candidates going through this experience. Um, and uh, it, it really met the needs of the school in addressing a, a group of students that wasn't currently having their needs met. No, it's so exciting. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. Zions. Go for it. You're muted. I have you muted. Come on back into the podcast here. <laughs> we got the energy from the college students that were there on our campus coming in in the afternoon. And it's just like a breath of fresh air. They were so excited. And they were so excited about working with these small groups of students. And the staff just immediately were drawn to them. And um, it, it actually... It, Melissa could probably speak to that, but it actually gave them energy at the end of the day. So it was a win-win all around. Yeah, that was one thing. I was listening to you both talk about all this passion and excitement. Melissa, tell us what, what you heard and learned from them. Go for it, Melissa. 
One of the things I think that was unique and things that the energy that Rachel and Tracy are talking about, it was on every single level. So when the student teachers and interns were coming in on a Tuesday, our kids were walking into the building on Tuesday and they're like, it's Tuesday. You know what that is. Are you coming this afternoon? What are we going to be doing? And the student teachers would come into the building in the afternoon and that energy would just rise. And there was just a mutual respect, adoration for everybody involved. And, you know, it wasn't just within our school walls. Like Dr. Rock said, Rachel worked really hard with our church partnership to make sure that we had transportation for all these kids and had snacks for them in the afternoon. And they had that downtime before things got started, but they also felt empowered. And we as teachers felt empowered knowing that we were helping students with their coursework. And when you're a little fourth grader, that that's pretty significant. So I think everybody felt that energy. And the one thing that I can say about this particular PDS, it never felt like that, oh my gosh, I have to do this, or that one more thing is on my plate. It was just something we did, and it was just a very natural fit. And we as teachers were empowered greatly by this. And it was great to be able to say to Dr. Rock, hey, we're working on this writing, and we're going through the stages of writing with our kids. How can, what, how can we pull in some social studies? And how can we make this a wow for our kids? So that's where we you know, the kids went through the writing process. And then we actually had the author of Freedom on the Menu come um, and sign. Every child got a copy of that book and had it signed and could say, you know, they shared some of their writing and she applauded them. So there were so many different parts that, you know, as we reached our goals, we were always looking to that next goal. So it it was definitely that continuation. And, you know, we did science, we did social studies, we did math, we did literacy, we pulled everything in, you know, we hit the social emotional with the star teachers of children of poverty. So we were reaching all of these kids. And every single person was on the same level playing field. And working towards that one goal at that time. Sounds so fantastic. And just like watching all of you, I know our listeners here can't see your faces, but you can hear it in your voice, like the energy behind it. I mean, just, it's just so exciting. And I think for me, that's, that's the great thing about PDS, right? When we all come together and work together, there's this energy um, because we're working together to make things better for kids, right? So two things I heard as I listened to you all was that really your professional learning was needs-based. 
And it was driven by what was going on with children and what was going on with teachers within the school. And then the second thing I heard was that you guys really used a collaborative approach to tackle these problems. And it wasn't like, oh, you know, a problem we don't want to talk about. It was like, wait a second, we have this problem. How are we going to work through it and solve it together and, you know, design some meaningful professional learning for teachers? So I'm thinking a little bit about our listeners right now, and I'm wondering if um, one of you, we haven't heard from uh, Dr. Polly yet, I'm hoping he's going to chime in here at some point, um, but if, if you could just give our listeners, you know, if they're thinking, okay, well, how do I get started, or how do I even think about planning um, professional learning, what's one thing you'd want the listener to take with them about um, engaging in ongoing reciprocal professional learning? So I entered into the partnership a couple years in, and I think the one thing that I took away immediately from Dr. Zayons and the curriculum coordinator at the time, uh, Jennifer Balcom, as well as just working closely with Melissa, is getting shared values and shared understanding is huge. You can't be reciprocal if you don't have shared values. Uh, so, so Dr. Zayons was an advocate of the DeFores before they became big. Uh, she was an advocate of making sure that all the teachers and everyone who stepped in their building, including me, had a copy of the book and was able to reference tables, figures, and quotes from the book. Our student teachers received the book the minute they got introduced to the school. Uh, and one of the things about the PLC model and the PDS model was this idea of complete transparency and complete honesty. There were times in PLC meetings in which uh, Dr. Zayons and Jennifer Balcom and myself and teachers, we would talk about kids and we would say, all right, this student's data is here. This student's behavior on their, their data on their just behavior and performance is here. And having shared values that we were in it for each and every individual student made the professional development that much more important and significant. And I know Melissa's got some stories and also some examples about that. I want her to share. I think one of the greatest gifts of this partnership um, was the ability for teachers to allow themselves to be a little bit vulnerable. I'll tell you, um, I was not a great math student um, and I, Drew would come in and he would pose questions as if we were students in our PLC meetings. And I hated it. He, and he would call us out on things. But I think through that mutual respect, that mutual understanding, and that underlying goal that we all had, and that foundation of what our mission was, we were able I was able to say, okay, come into my room, tell me what I'm doing wrong. How would you reword this so that I'm saying it correctly mathematically? Show me, you know, I had to be able, and I think that was one of the things about the teachers at Shady Brook during this time period, we were all willing to learn new things. We wanted to be on the forefront of things. We wanted to be part of that action learning and learning in the moment. So it, I think it was also valuable 
for the student interns that were in our room when they could see their professor coming in to a classroom and totally hijacking my lesson. I mean, I would be midway, he would walk in and I just threw up the papers because Drew was there and our conversations mathematically completely changed. But with that, so did our teaching practice and it just became a very natural progression. Um, you know, we had a student, um, her name was Velkis, and Drew, we were doing multiples, and she was going, she was going by fours. And Drew said, Well, what if you multiplied by a hundred? She goes, Nope, I've got it this way. I'm just gonna keep going this way. And what was her famous quote, Drew? Do you remember what she said to you? She said, I'm still working on it, but I'll get there. He goes, but this is going to take you a long time. And, but she was willing to be vulnerable with him as well. And he finally said to her, do you trust me? Let's look for these patterns. She finally turned herself around. And at the end of that, she goes, my brain hurts. Is he leaving? We, so, heard, we heard my brain hurts a whole lot. We do. During PLCs and during class time. Yeah. We did, but it was that healthy pushing themselves. And, you know, I had to be able to say, you know what? I'm not comfortable doing this. I need you to help me shift. Even today, after doing this for how many years, Drew? A long time, older than your girls. Um, I still, when he comes into my classroom, grab a piece of paper, and as I'm listening to him working with kids, I'm jotting down different things that he's saying so that I can then use that in my upcoming lessons. I think the reciprocity, right, to tie it back to the partnership essential, it goes back to what Tracy and Rachel were saying. Like you're finding a mutual need, you're being transparent and honest, and you're collaboratively problem solving. I think... Had Rachel not extended the invite to Tracy and I, this partnership never would have happened. Uh, had teachers not been hired under the auspices of we're here in a partnership with university to work at this school, you need to be completely transparent and honest or it's not going to work. Uh, you know, honest and transparent conversations have made this partnership what it is. And just to add one little piece of advice to that for people that are coming from the university um, and, and trying to set up partnerships with um, schools is um, everything Drew said, um, but a really good question to start with, especially from the university perspective, is what can we do to support you and your teacher's professional development and your student needs? And to ask that question because um, you have to get the school buy-in. They have to see that this is not just about us coming to ask for placements and clinical experiences, that we're here to really do that reciprocal professional development. We, we want to start with what they need. But teacher educators or university people then, after asking that question and really exploring that um, with the partnership leadership, would be 
to ask then, well, how can we include our teacher candidates in this work? Like, how can we find ways that they can engage and participate as the teachers are engaging and participating in the learning? Um, and then that way, everybody kind of gets their needs met. I think as a leader, um, what I would stress is that, first of all, um, one of the biggest roadblocks is teachers owned their classroom and they felt they were accountable for that on test scores. And at first they were very leery about sharing those students. So I was adamant about these are not your students. They might be assigned to your classroom, but they are ours. And that meant the custodian, the cafeteria workers, every person in that building um, had a, a, you know buy-in with those kids, everybody. They're ours. And then the second thing was that I was also vulnerable. I took Drew in classrooms with me to do teacher observations. And then we came back to my office and I said, well, this is what I noticed. This is what I thought. And then he would teach me what I missed. Um, so it was great. Um, but, but I think modeling and then secondly, creating a culture where we are all here for these students. Um, I have a note on the back of my nameplate that sat on my desk and it says, is, is it in the best interest of the students? And when I walked in the door at that school, that's one of the first things I said is, you can do anything you wanna do in this school, anything, as long as you can show me that it's in the best interest of the students, I'll go for it. And I think that's what this partnership was about. Well, we've learned a lot about the partnership. We've learned a lot about Essential Three. And I kept hearing the theme of reflection and different um, opportunities for people to take leadership roles, including your teacher candidates. So um, what's, interesting our, what, what's interesting about our book is that it's divided into the original nine essentials, and each chapter begins with an introduction to that essential. There are then three cases. And then we have an example of some excellent discussion questions and um, field activities that you can use as um, a springboard to reflect on how you're implementing each of those essentials in your uh, book, in your um, PDS partnership. But one, one word of caution, it's hard to tease out just one essential in, um, in a partnership. Because today we heard about a lot of things. We heard about a, a shared mission. Um, we heard about uh, teacher candidates being an important part of the school. So um, even though we have divided the book into those nine essentials, um, and we've um, given you some short cases to see what that essential could look like at various levels of development, keep in mind that the, it's hard to tease out just one essential because the components are all so important. Yeah, so if you want to learn more about how to in, um, engage in ongoing professional learning, I love Eva's suggestion, if you have the book, to check out those discussion questions and those exercises for action. Um, I'm also going to say that I think you could probably Google Drew Polly and Drew uh, Tracy Rock and um, Rachel Zions and Melissa Little at um, University of North Carolina, Charlotte. And I'm sure they would be happy to touch base with you and engage in more conversations um, about ongoing reciprocal professional learning. 
Also, if you want to learn more about um, the NAPDS and the nine essentials, we encourage you to go to uh, the website www.napds.org. If you click on the About tab and the Nine Essentials, you can find more information about the current revised Nine Essentials. There's a, a digital document right there, so you can start reading and getting to learn more about the Nine Essentials. Also, um, before we go and before we move to the next part, I just want to take a moment to thank our speakers who came today with us. We are so glad that you spent this afternoon um, and these last few minutes with us and took time out of your day to share about um, Shady Brook Elementary and your professional development school. I, and I really, I just love it. I feel like I want to go see there right now and take a trip to North Carolina um, and come see what's going on. So it sounds like you had an amazing, amazing partnership happening there. And I think that's fantastic. Uh, there's also, if you want to um, share about your PDS, Today, we actually have our two editors from PDS Partners. So I'm going to let um, Drew, Polly, and Eva Guerin share a little bit about PDS Partners and other ways that you can share about your PDS with the National Association for Professional Development Schools. So Drew and Eva, tell us more. Well, I'll talk for a minute, but I really want you to hear more from, uh, from Drew, Polly. We hope that you will consider uh, submitting an article to PDS Partners where we bridge research to practice, and we really encourage first-time authors and collaborative pieces by university and uh, K-12 um, professionals and even teacher candidates. And we also have a mentoring program for first-time authors. We're very user-friendly, and you get quick turnaround in response to your submission. Drew? This partnership is published in a couple different editions of PDS Partners over the years, and it's very rewarding. Melissa, do you want to talk about your writing experience in terms of book chapters and articles and how pain-free that has been? It really has been just a great reflective piece as a teacher um, to be able to sit down and debrief and look at um, it's very rewarding to look at where I, where you start with something and then as you work through it and collab through the collaboration, seeing the end product and reflecting on what worked, what didn't work, and then being able to share that with other people. So I've been able to take these painless writings with Drew and with Tracy and with Rachel and share those ideas and thoughts with other people. What I think is so awesome, Melissa, is that you are a fourth grade teacher and you're writing. And so sometimes the teachers with whom I've worked with, the moment we say, oh, to publish or oh, writing, they get excited, but they also get a little nervous. So we're almost out of time, but if you could just give advice to teachers about writing about the work they're doing, what would you tell teachers? about the writing process, real quick. Real quick, I would just say, as a reflective practitioner, you're doing it anyway, and to put that pen to the paper, just step out because you won't know what you'll be able to accomplish unless you actually sit down and do it. 
I love it. That's fantastic. And on that note, we need to wrap up this episode of Let's Partner. Um, this is the year of the nine essentials. 2021 is the year of nine essentials. So if you are curious about learning more about professional development schools and the nine essentials, each month we are um, hosting a webinar. So please check that out. Um, you can continue the conversation on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at NAPDS9. Um, and that's all I have. Eva, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? I'm just thrilled that we're stepping out into the podcast world. And I hope that you all enjoy the, uh, the informal discussion of the nine essentials. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful afternoon. And we'll see you next time on the next episode of Let's Partner. Have a great day.